Hello and welcome to Indie Incursion, an indie games podcast, your weekly source for all the indie games news you want to know. This week, I'm bringing you four awesome indie games news stories, but before we get to that, I need to introduce myself, Von Hyde. I am alongside nobody today. Sadly, the biggest of average Josh boys is among the stars, meaning he's in like Hollywood or something. He's he's in California. He's doing something for work uh, to the point where, you know, he, he can't exactly just hop on the podcast and talk about indie games so it is just me today it's our first ever solo episode and because of that because of the absence of the biggest of average josh boys because i am so lazy i will sadly not be including the random question and god bless the crowd segments of the podcast just because mostly they are um they are they're really based on the discussion around both the kickstarters and our random questions i can't necessarily answer people's random questions i mean i could have come up with some random questions and answered them or reached out to people on twitter and done it but i feel like it's more about the discussion of these random questions so instead today i want to just kind of cover the news make sure you guys get filled in with all the awesome indie games news i've got four news stories for you today before we hop into news cram those two segments are completely the same and this is more than likely going to be a shorter podcast because it is just me um and I'm pretty much just going to cover the news. I'm not even going to poke at the biggest of average Josh boys, you know, but feel free to, you know, tweet at him and say that I promised that if we can get a bunch of listens on this, we can get a bunch of followers on the at IndiePod Twitter, pretty much if we can just kind of crowdsource, we get a large following of people to flood into our Twitter and start listening to the podcast the biggest of average Josh Boys will absolutely uh, legally change his name to the biggest of average Josh Boys. I mean, I'm not saying he told me that, uh, but he definitely promised at some point in time in his life. He may have been dosed with some sort of drug, um, may have roofied him, but you know, a promise is a promise, dude, and he's going to have to live up to it. So when he comes back, uh, and if this podcast has re- reached a bunch of new ears and we've gotten a bunch of new followers, make sure to tweet at him and be like, hey, dude, I mean, when are you going to get this legally changed? You know, it's it's a big deal and it needs to happen. So because I'm not doing a full podcast, because this is going to be kind of a smaller podcast, it's probably only going to be 30 minutes instead of just having this during this week. I actually did post a supplemental episode of the Indie Incursion podcast up on Wednesday. It's an interview with Alex Kissy Jr. He is an indie game developer of a game called Raya. It's coming out on iOS and Android on October 25th, I believe, possibly coming to consoles. We spoke about it in the interview. It's actually kind of interesting. During the interview, I had a section where we kind of lost connection and I could not hear him. Totally meant to delete it. Totally meant to do something about it. But... I accidentally did not, and I left it in. So I I listened to the podcast episodes anyway, but I started listening to that episode, and I was like, oh my god, I totally forgot to delete that, and thought it was going to be really, really egregious, or maybe I or he said something really weird during that section, but luckily, it is way less egregious than I thought it would be. Uh, on my end, it sounded like there was running water. So when I was at work listening to it, I was like, oh my god, Like maybe he went pee. 
Maybe he went pee during the middle of our interview, and that's what I heard. But he did not. It was just some weird technical issues. So don't. Uh, you can listen to it. It's not weird at all. Well, I mean, it is, of course, because we lost connection. And I'm like, I can't hear you. And he's like, can you hear me now? It's kind of like those old Sprint commercials. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be a different kind of episode. But make sure you go and listen to that episode. Make sure you give Alex some love. He is an extremely, extremely nice man. He seems to just do everything he can for other people. And he does not have a whole lot of free time for himself. So make sure you give him some love. Let him know that his game looks cool, that he's a good guy. And uh, just listen to the podcast in general. But... Let's talk about what I've been doing this week. So I got to tell you guys, I, well, I got to kind of ask you slash tell you, have you ever taken a nap on the ground? So I'm not talking about like outside because I'm not some sort of heathen or barbarian. Well, actually, I mean, I totally would, but I don't know. I'm kind of scared of dogs. I'm kind of scared of just the world in general, let alone the fact that there's a gigantic like fireball out in space that just burns my delicate skin uh, while I'm walking to my car, let alone taking a nap outside. But I took a nap in my apartment. I laid down, took a little nap. It was like 40 minutes, you know. And uh, there's something, and I want to know if this happens to you guys as well, but there's something that'll happen whenever I take a nap on the ground. And it is that my neurotic brain immediately afterwards thinks that every tickle, every little prick, everything that's going on, like right now I'm itching my arm on my desk because I feel like there's bugs on me. And this is because I took a nap on the ground, so I feel like there are bugs just crawling all over me. I keep thinking about this news story I saw a while ago of a lady who thought she had water in her ear, but it ended up being a hobo spider. That is my nightmare. There are a few things I'm truly, truly terrified of. On the uh, the interview episode, our supplemental episode this week, I covered one of them, which is I'm afraid of people stealing my kneecaps. I'm not talking about just like random thievery. I'm talking about just like smashing my kneecaps. Like, I don't know, removing them somehow, all stemming from the human centipede. But I am also just not a big fan of spiders in your ear. When I was young, I was told that... Uh, I think the average human eats about eight spiders in their lifetime. And I have to tell you, that is probably the most crazy thing I've heard in my life. That's that's outrageous. It makes me want to throw up when I think about it. I don't want any spiders crawling up in my mouth. They got eight legs. They got weird mouths, you know. They look all creepy. They got like 20 million eyes. I'm, I'm just not a fan of that. You got two eyes or you got none. Well, that's not true. Most things on earth have, you know, two eyes or possibly more. But I'm just saying, dude... Spiders are weird, and they they just, like, make houses with their ass. Like, it's odd. I mean, I have some fun with feces stories today, but just, you know, pulling pulling silk webs out your ass is just so weird. I I don't really know know what's up with that, but, uh, yeah, yeah, that's... I feel like there are bugs on me. That's kind of what I wanted to say about this. But for what I'm playing this week, to give you guys a little bit of an update, really just a lot of WoW Classic, really diving deep into WoW Classic, trying to level up, uh, getting into that grind. I'm really enjoying it. I really, really like it. Otherwise, my time has been spent uh, doing the interview with Alex, or I have been watching a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I'm rewatching. I, for some reason, decided to rewatch like Sword Art Online because I'm a weirdo and just decided that I needed to rewatch it because really. 
that anime is good for a while. I'm in, this might be like some sort of a hot take. Well, it's not really. It's just controversial in no way. Um, I think Sword Art Online is a good anime. I think it's pretty good. I mean, it gets to some pretty creepy and uncomfortable places. That's for damn sure. Definitely uh, during that second story arc with Asuna and that creepy ass elf guy. But you know, I'm just I'm just not gonna think about that. I just might skip those episodes. Nah, I can't really skip the episodes because you know. Kirito like throws a huge sword and it like impales that guy so that's I gotta watch that part but the rest of it's just really uncomfortable and creepy but then there's like gun gale online that's pretty dope uh the Excalibur arc and Zekin arcs are pretty good so you know what I'm just I decided to watch back through sword art online again and just really get back into it because I'm just kind of on an isekai kick I I rewatched or I watched the majority of log horizon again I didn't fall off I just took a second to watch some other stuff I watched all of overlord again uh just kind of hopping into a bunch of different anime I I continue to watch certain animes every week uh certain episodes each week like I I'm keeping up with black clover I've got like uh Ari Fuerta um I was watching copcraft but honestly that one's just kind of like it's a procedural show similar to something like uh law and order svu but just not as good just not at all as good like the characters are not as good the stories are just not as good i mean it's just kind of uncomfortable and it seems like the same things are happening within each episode i wish there was some sort of like over just just some sort of narrative thread that goes through all of it instead of some sort of weird monster of the week thing so yeah i stopped watching copcraft but that's about uh it for what i have been doing this week it's about time i hop in to the indie games news stories the meat and potato of these episodes only 10 minutes in man i'm realizing that i think the biggest of average Josh boys is really dragging me down time wise because I'm just hauling ass through this podcast guys I understand that I speak quickly sometimes and often speak incorrectly because of that uh and cannot read for shit but it seems like the biggest of average Josh boys got some answering to do you know what I mean he's he's seems to be holding me back the time wise Every every other way, he's definitely helping out. But time-wise, he's holding me back. I could probably get this this podcast done like 20 minutes if I didn't have the biggest of average Josh boys. But then I wouldn't be able to talk about Beetle Boys as often, you know? I wouldn't be able to talk about Josh's genitals as much. And that's really what I like to do. So, you know, I just, I'm keeping him around because I love the guy, you know? I want you back, big Josh boy. I can't wait till you come back next week. But... The first of our Indie Games news stories is over on IGN. It is written by Matt Kim, and it is Untitled Goose Game Began as a Workplace Slack Joke. The Goose is finally loose. Untitled Goose Game was released today for Nintendo Switch and PC, and a tweet that seemingly depicts how the strange stealth game, uh, strange stealth game about a goose made its circulation no see what am i even talking about about a goose got made is circulating the internet a tweet from 2016 by michael mcmaster a developer on untitled goose game seemingly depicts a work slack conversation that led to the creation of untitled goose game on August 10th, 2016, McMaster shared several screen captures from the House House Slack. The conversation began when Stuart uh, Gillipsy Cook, I, I honestly don't really know how to say his name, uh, messaged the group saying, let's make a game about this and posted a picture of a goose. The chat quickly... <laughs> uh, the 
chat quickly devolved into a long length conversation about the pros and single con of geese. So, it's all just based on this weird inside joke about making a game about a goose. And then they just, they went with it. Uh, House House explained that the in-joke became a real game to The Guardian in 2018. We don't have these geese experience. What? What are they even saying? We don't have these geese experience. We're, we're complete outsiders, House House programmers. Uh, pro, programmer Nico Disseldorp. Maybe. I honestly don't. I feel like Josh helps me a lot with the pronunciation of names. Uh, so just get ready for me to mess up everything even more. Uh, he said that at the time. To us, they they might as well be a cartoon animal you don't actually even see in real life. Uh, it seems like IGN... Re- re- they reached out to House House for context, but apparently they were not available. So the Untitled Goose Game is all stemmed from a weird joke about geese like they're they're just weird it's apparently uh people like the creases on their ankles i mean dude geese look weird like and geese have creepy little teeth on the inside of their mouths they're like geese and swan uh, swans i'm i'm honestly i feel like i mean swans is like that weird ice cream for old people like they're they're the the people who give like food to old people. Actually, I recently found out that they do not just deliver food to old people; they deliver it to anybody who orders it. But for some reason, I've conflated it with only old people. Uh, I feel like at one point in time during my childhood, or just any time in my childhood when I would ever see the ice cream or just anything from Swans, it would be at an old person's house, like my grandma's or, I don't know, a a weird neighbor that for some reason was giving me ice cream, you know? Uh, So, yeah, for some reason, Swans reminds me of old people. But speaking of the Untitled Goose Game and the creepy-ass teeth, we've also got other stuff to talk about. Uh, This is over on GameSpot. It is written by Jeremy Winslow, and it is Untitled Goose Game Dev Explains the Epic Game Store Exclusivity decision while going epic game store exclusive can be some uh can be seen as a shock to some the team behind untitled goose game has explained why the puzzle stealth title went down that route according to the developer house house taking epic's offer of exclusivity was a very easy choice and i gotta take a a drink of i mean it's called bubbly but I feel like it's actually just like knockoff LaCroix. And I know every, you know, just every little white boy or white girl, you know, it's it's just kind of that kind of a thing. Um, drinks bubbly or some sort of carbonated drink other than soda. Just, you know, it's like they teabagged it with a single cherry. Um, but for some reason, I was like, hey, you know what? I want to try to quit soda. So I decided to drink them and I feel like it's not much better, but... I don't really care. It's it's kind of good. Like a White Claws kind of inducted me into it, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. You know, I just, I was a little bit parched, so I needed to whet my whistle. Uh, in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, House House said partnering with Epic allowed the studio to make a very safe bet. House House's Michael McMaster said he and the studio didn't want to make any assumptions about Untitled Goose Game's success solely based on social media buzz, saying it was very, uh, <laughs> it can be very fickle and success can feel a bit arbitrary at times. So, 
I, I kind of feel this. They didn't want to assume that the game would do well because it was received really well on social media because often enough, it seems when things are received well on social media or a lot like a part of a community says, hey, make this. And it's often seen with merch. They say, hey, make this. And then you do. And it doesn't sell well from what I understand. While speaking to Alex uh, Kissy Jr., he actually spoke about the Kickstarter that he put up, and people often egged him on to make a Kickstarter for Raya, his game, and then it ended up, like, really not making anything, and that's kind of crazy, like, people often say and i'm i'm no exception to this but people often say they want something and then when it comes to it they're like oh you know what i just don't have the money right now which definitely makes sense but it kind of sucks when they put all this time into it so i understand why they went epic let alone just the safe bet they wanted to make sure that they could actually develop this game i got the burps because this freaking this bubbly dude it's getting all like mixy you know I don't know what that actually means. It's just bubbly up in my gut, I guess. It's probably why it gets its name. Uh, with Epic's funding, McMaster concluded that the team was able to ensure uh, continued sustainability for House House, giving them the stability to go from part-time to full-time developers. It's no secret there's an incentive to uh, partnering with Epic and release... Uh, I'm just going to say releasing with them, but that's not how it's written. It's just weird because it's a quote from McMaster. Uh, he, uh, being able to sustain our company was a pretty big deal. Um, but though, uh, untitled goose game is exclusive to the Epic game store on PC. The studio launched the quirky game on Nintendo switch as well in talking to a games industry biz house house, Jacob Strasser, maybe I think, uh, said the switch, Fit the game's aesthetic, citing PlayStation and Xbox as a less good place to be an indie at the moment. Uh, McMaster added, but ultimately it was just that the Switch is nice and the game is nice. <laughs> and we hope those two things combined uh, can share that warmth or coziness. So, I... Uh, I, I don't know about the landscape of PlayStation and Xbox. If it's kind of, if it feels kind of tumultuous, it feels weird to be an indie developer there. I, I honestly kind of understand because of the seeming like overpopulation issue, the, the quality control issue. There's just so much there and it's so hard to find everything, let alone, I mean, if I was PlayStation or Xbox in my store, I would have a tag that are just indie games like you can on Steam. That is amazing. I love that feature on Steam. I think it's so awesome. The The fact that they just have tags so you can look exactly what look for exactly what you want outside of genre because sadly on uh, PS4 or on Xbox One, I believe I'm not 100% sure. So this is just an unsubstantiated claim uh, in Big Josh Boy ain't here to stop me, so I'm just going to say it. I don't believe that they have it on the Xbox Game Store. So, it is... I wish they did, because it would be so much easier to find indie games, let alone the fact that... I mean, I would understand indie games being a little bit sour on PlayStation, especially when they, uh, I believe, went on the record with GamesIndustry.biz and said they're kind of like pulling back their support of indies right now to instead focus on the AAA titles coming out, which absolutely makes sense because they're ahead of the game and they need to focus on that because that's what's going to sell the ps5 so 
I understand it. Um, and I would ultimately say for indie game developers, dude, go to the Nintendo Switch. Apparently, they sell like hotcakes on the Nintendo Switch. Indie games sell so, so much on the Nintendo Switch. I believe Dead Cells specifically has sold millions of copies uh, altogether, but a large portion of that is on the Nintendo Switch. So there's just so much... There, there are so many people that want to play your game on the Switch. So if you're going to bring it to any console, the Switch seems to be it. Either that or seemingly Apple Arcade right now because a bunch of freaking games are coming to Apple Arcade. That's a little crazy. They they got Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, a little bit later, we'll talk about Tangled Tower from the developers of Snipper Clips, which is on Apple Arcade. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, but our next news story is over on Nintendo Life. It is written by Liam Doolin, and it is Koji Igarashi didn't expect the Switch version of Bloodstained to be as bad as it was at launch, which is kind of crazy because when you, if I was to hear that from a developer, him to say, I I didn't feel like it was going to be as bad, which he then elaborates in this article, but still, if you hear as bad, you'd think, hey, you know what, if you're going to say that you don't think this is going to be as bad, if you don't think this is going to be a quality port of this game, let's just like delay it. Let's just take a little bit to fix it. I, I understand that the easiest way to really QA test your stuff uh, is to actually just release it to millions of people to break it. Uh, but it's pretty crazy that you would release your game expect like... I don't know, expecting it to be bad, but not too bad, you know? So, let's get on to the article. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night on the Switch might have already received a number of patches, but the Switch version of the game is still a bit of a letdown compared to the other platforms. The visuals are watered down, the frame rate struggles, and load times can be overly long. If it wasn't already evident enough that the virgin... uh, Virgin... is what I meant to say. I think I said virgin, if I'm being completely honest. But if (laughs) that this version didn't live up to expectations, during a recent interview with Game Informer, developer Koji Igarashi revealed that he didn't expect the Nintendo Switch to be as bad as what it was uh, when it launched. While there... My mouth is just so dry. I gotta take a drink again. It's very necessary. Um, while there were concerns over hardware limitations, we didn't expect it to be as bad when it was released. Unfortunately, a number of problems occurred that we didn't foresee. With WaveForward support, these issues uh, are being addressed and they are working hard to optimize the Switch version. Although there are some serious issues with the Switch version, Igarashi said he would still like to make Bloodstained a proper series and believed it uh, believes it is possible now uh, that this l- now that this latest game following what is happening right now um, believes it is possible now that this latest game following on from Bloodstained Curse of the Moon has been released without the backing of a big company. I guess that makes sense. It's just kind of weird to me reading it that way. I, it's also just because I can't read in general or just really bad at it. But I feel like let's just just buckle down right now hold up on your future plans for your series it's amazing that he he's like hey bloodstained can be a lot more than just what it is right now and that's that's awesome seriously but 
just like buckle down and fix the Switch version, which we have spoken about on the podcast, has been said that they are putting significant resources. They are going to switch, fix the Switch version, but let's just hold up on the hold up on the succession talk. Let's let's hold up on the sequel talk until we fix what's currently out right now. I guess I I don't know why I feel like. If it's possible, like, if, if there was enough talk about a sequel, they would just ditch the Switch version. It would just be, like, bad. It would just be, like, in limbo forever. And I guess that's just me not really believing in humanity uh, in a way, but I, I don't really know. Um, maybe this next story actually influences it, you know? Because it's it, it really sucks. Uh, our last just our next and last story for the news articles is idle do Two removed from the switch eShop against developers wishes um this article does now it is now updated to uh have included the a nicholas like statement but i'm going to read the actual article beforehand and then get into the nicholas statement just to give you kind of both sides um the original story monday the 23rd whatever action adventure game idle do 2 plus has been removed from the nintendo switch eShop and other digital gaming platforms the news has been shared online by joel nystrom uh ceo of developer ludosity i believe is how you say all this stuff i'm just guessing and just probably doing it quite terribly but I mean, I'm trying. Uh, after taking a quick look on the eShop ourselves, we found that the game has indeed vanished from the North American Switch eShop, although our European accounts uh, can still see and buy the game as usual at the time of this writing. Uh, the removal has taken place against the developer's wishes. Nystrom has blamed publisher Nicholas in a series of tweets which released, uh, which reference the trouble issues the troubling issues revealed in a recent investigation of the company, which we actually talked about, I believe, last week or the week before. I'm not 100% sure. I think it was last week. Uh, Nystrom went... These are links to his uh, Twitter postings, and I love they edited them to kind of just edit out the parts where he, like, he said shit, I believe. I, I'm not 100%. Maybe he said it's a shitty move, uh, but at one point but he just kind of said shit and they believed it out in a way so it was kind of weird but he said i uh, can definitely confirm that nicholas is a piece of shit publisher after being uh, <laughs> after after being uh surprised to find out by looking in their email inbox that we uh canceled their license to publish six months ago they finish. They first agreed to transfer the game over to us. Uh, well, after the usual ghosting for a few weeks, I today wake up to find that they just couldn't be bothered and just delisted Idle Do Two from all console storefronts. Another promise to us. They just straight up broke, <laughs> and and a shitty move for the customers. Now I'm going to see if I can get them delisted or if I have to republish. Essentially, according to Nystrom's tweets, Nicholas has or was asked to and indeed to uh, hand over IdoDo2's publishing rights to Ludosity. It appears that Nicholas didn't do this, instead opting to simply remove the game from the store entirely, leaving the developers with quite the headache. So, Nicholas gave 
a response to this. They said, our Idledo 2 publishing agreement with Ludosity has ended. We've been in communication with the Ludosity team and the first party platforms during the transition and attempted to transfer the publishing from Nicholas to Ludosity. The game was successfully transferred to Ludosity on Steam. Unfortunately, not all storefronts have a backend system in place to transfer or rehome a game to a different publisher. To abide by the terms of the original contract and Ludosity's request to assume control of publishing Idadu 2, it was necessary to delist the game from these platforms. We remain fans of Idadu 2 and wish the Ludosity team all the best in the future. So, it seems like we kind of got both sides of this in a weird way. Um... I don't know. Nicholas seems to be falling back on some sort of like technical issues. They're like, it's it's hard for us to do this because there is no back end. And then you've got the people from Ludosity saying that they reached out to them. They tried to get this figured out, got ghosted. They went through some of the same things that we saw or heard of uh, during the news story from last week uh, from that Kotaku investigation where they talked about being ghosted. And stuff like that just not not really having communication with Nicholas so it sadly is just kind of a, a he said she said it's just it's it's people saying things I, I don't know if we'll ever actually get a guaranteed um, just a guaranteed statement from both saying this is exactly what happened I don't think they'll ever agree on exactly what happened here it really sucks that this happened with idol do too but I'm just saying dude I've got a physical copy of I Don't Do 2, and it's it's never going to be taken down, you know? I'm just going to always have it unless I sell it. So, hmm? physical copies for the win, you know? Like, what, what's up, Big Josh? Why? I know you're listening. You want to go buy some physical copies because stuff like this will inevitably happen. So, I'm just, I'm future-proofing, if anything. I'm, I'm future-proofing by using previous generation technology because... That's generally how that works, isn't it, right? Instead of actually innovating, you instead just uh, kind of hold yourself back and just use previous technology. Like, that's that's also why I also still have VHS tapes, you know? I just, I love watching uh, The Lion King on that really, like, puffy VHS, like, opening that puffy VHS tape case and just popping it in the, the VHS uh, player, the VS, I don't even know, uh, the VCR. VHS tapes VCR I believe I'm not 100% sure because I haven't had one since I was a kid because it's in a way joking but also lying because I'm a liar and a terrible person but I've actually thought about buying some VHS tapes for some reason I don't really know just kind of wanting to waste my money I guess uh but let's hop into news cram Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let me get my voice ready for this, guys, because it's going to be intense right here. Cram, 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 because I had to do it since Big Josh Boy isn't here. I feel like I have to fill his role as well. If anything, I should be talking to myself, giving actual, you know, well thought out opinions instead of just rambling. But that's not what I'm going to do today. 
Instead, I'm just going to fill in for the really easy stuff that he does because that's what I like to do. Uh, Newscram is our weekly wrap-up segment where we, the host of Indie Games and if Indie Games, Indie Incursion and Indie Games podcast, cram you full of all sorts of Indie Games news stories. This week we have a big goose egg for news stories in Newscram, but we will hop into some new stuff because we got a lot of new stuff to talk about. I feel like I should probably cut out all these times that I went to go drink something, but you know what? I don't think I'm going to, if I'm being honest. I'll probably forget, like I forgot to cut out that part of the interview anyway, so I'll probably just leave them in, you know? Maybe it's it's it'll humanize me. I've I've been told that leaving that kind of stuff in humanizes the podcast, but I feel like I'm just naturally bad at reading and kind of obviously humanity you know, I'm I'm obviously human because I'm such a flawed individual. I suck so much. So I'm obviously human, you know? I'm not a demigod. I don't, uh, one of my parents isn't a god. Poseidon isn't my dad. I don't know. My dad's name is Todd. So I don't know if that translates to Poseidon in any way. Maybe Zeus. That'd be cool. But uh, first, in new stuff, we've got our first item in, I don't know why, I don't know why I did that twice. Our first item in new stuff this week has to do with some fun with feces. I told you I'd come back to it. Uh, Phenomena developers of the cult hit Katamari Damacy have finally given a release window on Wattam, a game they initially revealed back in 2015. Wattam will be releasing sometime this December. Sadly, that's all we've got from that. We just got that release window. It's going to come out by the end of this year, seemingly in december so that's cool i mean if you guys are excited about it there's, there's poop in it i guess I, I don't know it's just what i've seen so oh i had to burp yep that that had to happen uh fans of the supernatural thriller oxen free rejoice uh developer night school studios has uh finally given a release date on their much anticipated follow-up after party will be releasing on october 29th for playstation 4 xbox one and pcs slash mac through the epic game store according to ign there is uh, a switch port in the works but there is sadly no news at this time mega aquarium the tycoon-esque aquarium builder will be coming to the nintendo switch on october 18th twin stick shooter big drunk satanic massacre also known as bdsm is headed to the nintendo switch on october 10th indie game developer and publisher team 17 have discounted a bunch of uh, a bunch of games on the Nintendo Switch eShop, according, uh, according, including games like Overcooked Ukulele and My Time at Portia. Uh, sadly, these deals won't last long, so make sure to snag some of these great indies before October 7th. SFB Games, the developers behind Snipperclips, are releasing their latest title, Tangle Tower, on October 10th for Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam. I believe that it is already already available through Apple Arcade, but I am not 100% sure on that. Once again, just an substantiated claim, you know? Unsubstantiated is actually what I'm trying to say. Not substantiated. I don't even know what I actually said. So... We've got, by the time that you are listening to this, you can pick up a party platforming game button button up on the Nintendo Switch for $11.99. And lastly, we have some indie games coming to Xbox Game Pass this month, including Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which I believe released on the 19th, and Bad North, which comes out on the 26th. So by the time you guys are listening to this, you should be able to get those guys on the uh, Xbox Game Pass 
pass. That is all of the Indie Games news I have for you guys today. Like I said, I'm not going to go into God Bless the Crowd or the random questions, mostly because those are discussions. So, uh, to kind of to kind of make up for the lack of those segments and to make up for the really just abysmal 35-minute podcast that I'm about to deliver, make sure you go and listen to the, I believe, an hour and 12-minute interview I did with Alex Kissy Jr. He's a very nice guy. His game sounds really, really cool. It's called Raya. Make sure you keep an eye out for it on October 25th on iOS and Android. It looks really cool. He seems like a really cool guy. You can follow him on Twitter, I believe, at Alex Kissy Jr. Um, he... He's a very nice guy. Make sure you check him out. Uh, you guys can, of course, follow the show outside of you know the actual show at IndiePod on Twitter. You can follow me outside the show at Hyde Legion on Twitter. You can follow the big Josh boy at the underscore Josh 90. Make sure you tweet at him, letting him know that you came there specifically just because he legally re- is required now to change his name to the biggest of average Josh boys. I'm very interested to see if he does that. I mean... If not, dude, he's like, I promise you, he said this, that he would do it. So, I mean, at one point in time, he said it. I'm not saying he said it right now. He said it when he was completely, you know, awake. He said it when he had full control of, uh, you know, his his faculties. You know, I'm, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying he did say it. So, make sure we hold him accountable over there on that, their Twitter, at... The underscore Josh 90. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Indie Incursion and Indie Games Podcast. I'm sorry it's so short. I'm sorry that I did not include God Bless the Crowd or Random Questions. But, of course, like I said, it's going to be a shorter episode because it is just me. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And I will see you guys next week. Net went net week? What the? F- what does that even mean? I don't even know. I'll see you guys next week for a real and full episode of Indie Incursion and Indie Games Podcast. But until then, I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't really have anything to end that on. <laughs>